0: From AATH, the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor, this is Laugh Box, (laughs) the podcast for laughter and humor professionals. Here's your host, Chip Lutz. ready for a little laugh box? I know I am. This is Chip Lutz, your host. It was Plato who said, the part can never be well unless the whole is well. And this week we're talking about wellness with Jessica Jake. You go to her LinkedIn profile. It says, "Wellness is my jam," and we are jamming in our conversation this week, talking about wellness, the different dimensions of wellness. I didn't know there was dimensions, but she shares them all with us. I know you're going to get a lot of our conversation, so you can be, oh, you can be Weller. Yeah, Weller. That's a, that's a word. And you can catch more of Jessica at our conference in April 2019 in sunny, warm Chicago, Illinois. Okay, I put the first descriptors on there. I really don't know if it's going to be sunny or warm, but I know it's going to be awesome. So you're going to want to make sure you're registered so you can meet Jessica and all the other cool people within the organization. So just sit back and enjoy. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Laugh Box, the official podcast for the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. And today, it's an awesome day for me because I get to talk to Jessica Jake. Wellness is her jam. I know this because it's right on her LinkedIn profile. Hello. You can learn a lot about people just by stalking them online. And I learned a lot about Jessica. So welcome to Laugh Box, my friend.
1: Thank you so much. Happy to be here.
0: Oh, the pleasure is all mine. Now, for our listeners, if you give them like the 411 on who you are.
1: Sure. My name is Jessica Jake, and wellness is my jam. I got into wellness after I pretty much uh, destroyed my body, (laughs) which we don't need to get into. But I was awakened to this world of like wellness is an actual thing. And, um, looking at it from eight dimensions of wellness, which the National Institute of Health uses a lot, um, and kind of digging into those different areas and just learning and sharing and get really excited about it and creating workshops around it where I could get people to like get up and do stuff and have fun doing it and be active participants in um, creating something better.
0: That is cool, cool, because I want to talk about that, because I did not know there were different um, dimensions to wellness, so I want to hit on that a little bit. Before we get into our conversation, I'm just going to ask you a random question just to get our conversation going. So, uh, do you have brothers and sisters? Brother, sister? I do. Where do you fall in the mix?
1: I am the second of four.
0: Second of four. All right, so you're one of the older ones, so all right. Mm -hmm. So, thinking about your two younger siblings... What did you do, I mean, to this day, that one thing that you did to them that they still bring up, like, you know, where you completely, you know, like tortured them? What was the one thing that is like, they, oh. they, still, they still bring up at family gatherings so or like, oh, you remember that time you spit in my ear or whatever you did?
1: Okay, so right, the first thing that pops into mind um, isn't something that my brother brings up as a way we tortured him, but my older sister brings up as a hilarious memory to her. Um, And I guess my little brother told us he could escape from anything. So uh, me and my sister like tried to like take him to a chair or something like this to see if he could get out. I honestly don't know if he remembers it and I I had completely forgotten about it, but my my sister was pretty much um, laughing so hard she almost had an accident thinking about this recently.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. I don't think because I'm the youngest of six, so I don't think that uh, I was ever taped up and left any place. But <laughs> I certainly had my fair share of um, uh, situations that made me stronger. That's all. Just put them like that. <laughs> situations that made me a stronger person. Well, like I said, right. I'm really I'm really excited to talk to you today because you know the whole wellness thing. You know, it's <laughs> it's uh, a, um, a hot topic. Is in our society people you know want to know Mm -hmm. more about how they can live a better life so you know let's just start there on uh uh, maybe how you got involved in you know the whole wellness you know world and then we'll kind of segue into the different dimensions of wellness because i did not know there were eight
1: yeah so i got involved i would say my whole life i've kind of leaned towards healthy healthy eating exercise you know whether it was running or yoga um i kind of skewed on i on, on, like kind of caring about that stuff a lot um and and then um i worked desk at desk, desk jobs for like a long time and I was really feeling it in my wrists um, my younger daughter went and did the coolest thing ever which is called the semester at sea and she was on this giant cruise shift sorry mm-hmm. i have a little friend who has a collapsing trachea, you might hear some in the background. Um, So my daughter went on this semester at sea, which was um, on a giant cruise ship and all the classes were held on the ship and then she got to go to all these different countries, like 15 or 18 different countries. And I hardly ever got to talk to her because of internet issues and no Wi-Fi and no cell phone. And when I did, it was always some crazy exciting story and then one day she was talking to me and she's like, I have the best news ever. And my joy, I heard about her sleeping in the desert, riding camels, running marathons in Ireland and she wasn't even a runner, like just crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And she just goes, Mom, I made a friend with a foam roller. And I was just like I was like, like, why is that exciting? <laughs> and and then I realized I, I realized, well, if she says it is it must be exciting. So she has um, had scoliosis and, and the big foam rollers that so you probably see runners use or you know, physical therapists use or at the gym. Um, they're just a lifesaver for her. And, and I was there with my wrist thinking, wow, I need one for my wrist. So there wasn't one. We ended up making a mini foam roller and that started, that placed me in this fear of like, the world of people I never want to leave and, and all this great wellness stuff. Um, and so as I, I dug into that more, I, you hear different um, learnings on the dimensions of wellness. And I like the eight, which I've seen used in, in a lot of the government research, um, but it, it's just the way you slice the pizza. So some people might say there's four dimensions of wellness. Some might say six, seven, eight, or nine. Um, I like the eight, which are physical, emotional, intellectual, vocational, social, environmental, financial, and spiritual, um, because I think it provides good containers for you to like actually have talking points versus mm-hmm. cutting the client to only four. Right. Um, you might not get so into the nitty gritty. Um, this is the one I prefer, and then um, recently, WellCoa, who's the, the Wellness Council of America, they put out. A definition of wellness um, as it applies for workplace wellness and sliced it into health, meaning, safety, connection, achievement, growth, and resiliency, which is super cool. So I've been tempted to like, kind of be like, oh, I'm just going to use their model. But I, I think I'm sticking with the eight.
0: <laughs> well, that is so cool though. You think about, I don't know, the, sometimes the serendipity of life on how, you know, things come up and then, you know, something we didn't know about before like that, you know, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, you know, you see that foam roller for your daughter and you're like, I need one of those for my wrists. And then you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I think I'll just make one. I mean, and then it takes you down this whole different path in your life. Um, mm-hmm. It just, you know, it's just kind of cool on how sometimes, you know, things work out like that. It's kind of like that for me as a speaker is that, you know, I, w- when I was growing up, I didn't think, Oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a speaker. now it was just, you know, Somebody invited somebody invited me to speak at a thing. I found out speaking people spoke for a living, and I was like, "Man, that is one of my only discernible skills. Is I can put something together. I can't build anything. Nice. I, I can't build anything. I'm not good at math. I mean, so it's, it's like, well, that's so so that's pretty cool. So now with this, because I'm curious about this roller thing. Um, so mm-hmm. is this something that, you know, you created and you've got out there in stores or I mean, what's, what's going on with your Rolex, I imagine uh, yeah. you're, you're not the only person with this issue.
1: Yeah. So it is um, called the wrist roller with an R. And it is out in some stores. we're happy to partner with new stores um and we sell we sell online and We've actually gotten surprising feedback from medical professionals i mean, I heard from a nurse who said that she's using it with burn victims to stretch the scar tissue um there's an occupational therapist who posts these, like, really, uh, like, blood gory. at like, why are you foam rolling that? And I actually had to talk to her on the phone. Some pictures of, like, why would you touch that, like, open, bloody, <laughs> you know, post-surgical and they're foam rolling it. But she said it helps um, pack the layers down so you you don't get thick scar tissue so it's just fascinating to see like or here i am like wimpy with hey oh my wrist hurts i need this and then suddenly people are using it for like all sorts of things we didn't even think of so it's been um it's been an incredible journey we started back uh in the fall of 2014 so it's four years strong now that's um, cool and yeah, yeah.
0: That is really cool. Um, yeah, so I, I, good luck on that. I hope it hits out like, but it's, it's a you know landslide. Everybody gets one. I mean, so it was you. your wrist? Was it like a like a carpal tunnel thing was bothering you, and that's why you got it?
1: Yeah, it wasn't carpal tunnel syndrome, but definitely just um, achy for. And so, and, and what was surprising to me was when I did foam roll it, I would find more like poppy things in my forearm so Mm -hmm. it kind of roll up my whole forearm and then find you find the tightness there and so that that's helped me a lot
0: oh so selfishly I'm going to ask where I would get one of those
1: I'm going to send you one after just email me your address I'm going to send you what color do you like I have green (laughs) yellow
0: red black I just make any difference. I'll, I'll just humiliate I was just curious. Cause it's like, you know, it's like, Oh, that sounds awesome. I think I need one of those. So let's talk about the, the different dimensions, uh, of wellness. Now you said there, there's all these, I should have written them down while we were talking. Cause I don't remember them anymore. Um, okay. what you said, but you know, some of the ones that, um, you know what are some of the ones that are easier for people to you know pay attention to, and then we can delve into the ones that maybe you know the the unthought ones, the ones that uh, maybe take a little bit work, but a little bit more work. However, it's worth the it's worth the investment.
1: I I think we're naturally paying attention to maybe physical wellness um, and emotional wellness these days. Um, because you you know, you you do hear like, oh, eat this or exercise this much per week, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and people are more involved with say mindfulness and, and things like learning about EQ and, and things that do help your emotional wellness. So I think mm-hmm. like those are the more accessible ones. Um and I think maybe um it depends on where you're at in terms of levels where you would want to kind of jump in I would caution like maybe not to jump in with an effort where you failed before so like like if you if you're someone who's been dieting for decades and decades then maybe don't look for the win in dieting look for a win somewhere else in wellness and then all these feed each other so you could see you could see progress from there so
0: that's funny. So I like, the- like I grew up a fat kid, so I've gained and lost 10 people in my lifetime. So like now, <laughs> right now I'm kind of like near, I have like 10 pounds to go. And then I'm at my fighting weight, you know? So, cause I like this past year, I was like the fattest I'd ever been. Even my fat clothes weren't fitting And my, uh, I, it was funny cause the lies we tell ourselves are the easiest to tell and the easiest to believe. So I was mm-hmm. telling myself that I, you know, cause the mirror, it, it lies to you. And so I was like, oh, I oh, yeah. and it was my son that pointed out. He's like, shh, you're really fat dad. And I was like, man, I kind of knew it, but now, <laughs> I really, now I really have to do something about it. Um, so it's, you know, interesting that, you know, that if something has been a, um, you know, a, a trial for you and you're looking at increasing your wellness, you're saying like, you know don't go down a path of failure, try something, you know, you know, what I hear you saying is to try something a little bit different, you know, gain some leverage there. Then maybe you've built enough confidence to focus on that area that before was a problem area.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have um, a mnemonic, which is prize. Like keep your eye on the prize where P is like the potential impact. R is, can I rock this? Mm-hmm. Um, I is how, impl- like, could I implement this now? Like, you don't want to pick something that you literally can't implement in your life right now. Um, Z stands for zest, so how passionate and excited you are about it. And E is for easy, and you want something um, easy that has a low, low bar. Um, there's a guy named Stephen Geis. I think that's how you pronounce his name. And I love, like, he has this micro habit or mini habit mastery course and book and he talks about making the bar so ridiculously low for yourself Um, and it makes a lot of sense because of everything that goes on in our lives we we have a limited number uh, a limited amount of willpower so he's saying he committed to doing one push-up a day and so no matter how much willpower you have or don't have you could talk yourself into that one push-up and then he gave himself bonus points for things he did beyond that push-up So he's doing so much now, like going to the gym for hours, et cetera, um, but he still never changed that one push-up as his commitment. And it's just what he calls success cycling. So like the better he does, the more bonus reps he does or whatever, then it just kind of boosts that motivation um, to keep
0: going. That's kind of cool. I just talked to somebody on my other podcast the other day. Uh, his name is Thor Conklin. And he talked, you know, in the same vein, talking about what he calls micro commitments. That sometimes when we look at something like uh, some kind of big change in our life, it seems so huge that you know, we don't know how we're really going to do it. But you know, if we, we break it off into small chunks, you can do anything for a short period of time. So like he was given the uh, account of when he was doing an Ironman at four miles left. He didn't think about the four miles, he just thought about making it to the next telephone pole. You know, right. and after that, it's like making it to the next telephone pole. And that's a great thing that you can add, you know, to like what you're talking about to any aspect of your life, to set the bar, <laughs> <without> you, <laughs> it, you know, incredibly low. <laughs> That's, that's probably just the La- secret. That's probably La- just a secret to a, a happy life, right? <laughs>
1: <Just> yeah. <laughs> a laughably low bar. There you go. There's my new.
0: <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Um, so what uh, – what are some, because with the emotional components, it just seems that um, and it 's interesting that you see a lot of people pay attention to that, but I would think that, that would be a pretty sometimes a, a, a difficult one you know say if you 've had bouts right. with um, you know depression or whatever that you know that mm-hmm. emotional wellness, or maybe you 're going through a hard time in a relationship, you know, that might be mm-hmm. a little you know that might be a harder one to uh, to focus in on, are there some you know, tips on things you can do to be emotionally well?
1: So, my absolute one of my absolute favorite books is Positivity by Dr. Barbara Fredrickson, and again, it's a relatively simple concept. Is you want. Three positives for every one negative, or you want at least three positives for every one negative. She calls it the positivity ratio. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want your positivity ratio to be too high because then (laughs) now you're—that's not healthy either if you're like way too positive. But she talks about ten key forms of positivity, which are um, joy, gratitude, serenity, interest, hope, pride amusement inspiration love and awe so mm-hmm. where people think like oh what, what um people make fun of positive thinking or this or that but the positive psychology is a real thing <laughs> positivity is a real thing and she's lifted more scientific evidence in the back of the book than i've pretty much seen in any other book so um so knowing that you want to focus on that and the three to one and and there's some interventions you could do or just just trying to pay attention your brain is really good at filtering out there's so much stuff um, that we're exposed to every day um, the stimulus thousands of thousands thousands of things so let's say you were looking for you probably heard this right like if you were looking for a Prius, and then suddenly you're driving on the highway, you're just spotting all the Priuses, right? Because your brain has kind of been told to focus on that. So just by knowing that you want to pay attention to things that trigger this for you, you could like, you'll, they're there. (laughs) like when I wasn't a dog person, it was a different world. Then once I became a dog person, the world became magical, like, and and the dogs are everywhere and life is wonderful, you know? So um, it's all there and it's just like letting your brain know to like focus on that. And really try to work on that. So she has a um, website called PositivityRatio.com. It's a free little test where you could see where you're at with the three to one, and and work on that. Like it's a it's you know I want to say it's so easy, but it's kind of simple mm-hmm. to a good a good start to see like where you are, because when we're we're trapped in negativity, it really it narrows in. Your uh, your field of attention and it narrows, it limits you in a lot of ways. So when you are um, being 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 conscious of this and raising your positivity ratio, you're really opening yourself up. And um, there's a cool, uh, Dr. Paul McGee calls it the the law of psychological gravity, where he says people become heavier when they are under stress. I don't know if mm. you heard that um, you become emotionally heavy. And it really is uh, true that negativity and neutrality hold you back. You want to get your brain into that more expansive state. So when we talk about stress, um, you know, that's, that's a biggie right there because if you're <laughs> face down looking at a black, the black abyss of negativity, which is, has that gravity, um, negativity has that power to like suck you down and pull you in at a stronger vortex than positivities. And it's, it's that way because it helps us survive, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. by having that fight or flight response and now you're narrowed in to like very limited options, so you can't overthink yourself to death and you're using more of that primitive brain, um, you wanna be able to jump yourself out of that and Mm -hmm. and get into that expansive brain state. So um, yeah, so I guess, you know, I was saying, before, you know, people like that's accessible to talk about mindfulness, etc. But maybe not that many people are are looking at positive psychology, which is where I think it's at um, in terms of really making a huge impact on your emotional wellness.
0: Well, that's really, you know, kind of cool. Because like, for me, I'm my base points in life is I'm a fairly positive person. But, you know, like looking Uh, You know, my highs are really high and my lows can be really, really low. But, you know, thinking about I like that, you know, um, that uh, that three to one ratio that you mentioned on there, because you're right. Like, I remember when I had a Volkswagen van again, I I don't remember, you know, as soon as I got one, then I saw all of them on the road. You know, cause I was paying, mm-hmm. I was, I was paying attention. That's a great, great way to think about it. So if I'm, you know, wake up in the morning and I'm thinking, all right, you know, I'm you know, looking for the positive things in the day, you know, I might be more apt to see them rather than if I'm in that, um, that negativity spiral, so to speak, you know, it's sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah, you know, when you're in that spiral, uh, po- you know, looking for the positive, you know, positives can be kind of elusive. So, but if you set your intention in the morning, like, all right, well, you know, let's, you know, find the positive in the day or even in a relationship, say you're going through a rough patch in a relationship. It's like, well, I'm going to look for the positives in this because a lot of times if things are on a negative state, I would think that um, all you're looking for then is the negative. So then, you know, just kind of like shifting your mindset a little bit, you know, it could probably do a lot in how you act and interact with your overall environment. That's a good advice. I'm writing that down. I'm taking that with me.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, there was a positive psychology intervention, which was called like the three things to be grateful for, or, like you write down three things. Um, and I saw a twist on it, which is the three funny things intervention. Mm-hmm. So um, it's true. And I was reading recently about the illusion of truth effect, which is if you just hear something, it doesn't even have to be true. When you hear it again, like it influences your behavior without you even being conscious of it. And that's it's both scary and empowering because there's a lot of stuff we've heard in our lives that's now influencing our behaviors oh, yeah. subconsciously right but if you start saying like you were saying um, you know every day to be like there's funny stuff out there I'm gonna find three funny things today or then you're gonna you're gonna find you're gonna use that <laughs> sort of use that backwards right like you know change you have some kind of pre pre-programmed beliefs in there that if Mm -hmm. you start telling yourself something that, um, is healthier or, you know, just something you want to be in control of or more empowered by, then you could actually do that to yourself too. Yeah.
0: Sometimes I see funny stuff all the time. And sometimes I don't even share with other people because I know it's only funny to me. Like, you know, (laughs) because nobody wants to live inside my brain because it is like a circus in there. I mean, there, I make. I make, connection, I make connections to stuff that really there are no connections. I'm usually the only person in movie theater that's laughing when, <laughs> when something is not funny, but I think it's funny. And, you know, everybody else is looking at me like, what the hell's wrong with him? So, um, <laughs> but that's, that's, um, that's uh, a, great, uh, a great strategy to, you know, take care of your own emotional well-being. You know, so mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that. Um, what are some other facets, you know, of wellness? Cause, um, you'd said that the, um, uh, like I understand the financial wellness, cause if your finances are in the, in the, uh, crapper, you know, that's going to affect everything. Cause then you, then all you're doing is worrying about things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, um, what about the, like the, uh, the spiritual side of wellness?
1: Sure. So it's funny because when I was first getting out of like, not getting out of, but expanding the idea of wrist roller to a bigger wellness picture, I was like, okay, I need to get certified in something wellness, right? And we were going to this expo on Coronado Island out here in California called, um, it was called the Fit Expo. And I was like, okay, by this expo, I want to have a certification. And uh, so it's basically, okay, so timing's a constraint, budget's a constraint, you know, could I get it done? Uh, done what could I do? So I ended up doing this uh, getting a certification on being a life purpose coach, and at the time, I was thinking, "Oh, this is lame," and <laughs> but it actually then became like, "Wow, this is the most important thing." Um, and and instead of saying like, "Oh, okay, I'm a life purpose coach, let's let's find out your life purpose," I started writing things around connecting with purpose. Um, so it's like less pressure again, right? So you're not freaking your brain out and shutting off the part of your brain you actually need to use, but now you're just exploring purpose. You're connecting with purpose and looked at, I've done a lot of work in in IT, uh, well, maybe not IT so much as um, web dev and technical project management. So there's a model out there called uh, the D-I-K-W model, which is data, information, knowledge, and wisdom. So Mm -hmm. data is just the raw data, the raw facts and then you kind of put the data together and add context around it and you get information. So now it might look like a pretty chart that you could look at and like it makes more sense. And then you could look at different sources of information and add more context to that and now you have knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then um, wisdom is the one where, so all those three are kind of looking backwards and wisdom is like using all that you know going forwards to make the right move. so, in order to make this idea of purpose less daunting, it's like, well, you have all the facts, right? Like, you you answer questions, a certain set of questions, and now we know like what kind of personality you have. Um, and and you could answer different questions, and now we can know what your core values are. And so, like, kind of layering those things in a fun way to understand um, purpose. And it's just when you get back to like, why you know, why bother? It is like when. Purposeful happiness is a healthier kind of happiness. And I don't have the scientific studies on this, but it's, again, one of those things that Dr. Fredrickson has, has looked into. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the Blue Zones book, I don't know if you've heard of that um, book,
0: yeah. that was
1: one of the things that was shown to like, give you 10 years on your life expectancy is if you, have, if you had that sense of purpose. So it's, it's, huge, it's huge for your health. Um, it, and then that feeds your emotional, wellness and it feeds all the other areas of your wellness as well but um so that one is is a really exciting one to me and i was for a long time big on start on purpose you know as the the thing but if someone is is super stressed out um or like you said sometimes you might be depressed or kind of battling those uh the psychological gravity kinds of things that are pulling you down that then starting um (laughs) start on positive (laughs) positive positivity instead might be be better so i guess there's you know different approaches and and even though i was talking about like the prize before pick something that you're excited about and easy but if you're like my dad was really he had uh they want to give a quadruple bypass and uh clear out his two carotids and he just decided no i'm gonna go home and i'm like oh my gosh his his things his, his vessels were clogged 96 to 98 percent and this was uh-huh. almost a year ago and i was just like dad it's too late you know like just you know I was, now's not the time to do the diet intervention like please clear them out then eat would help me but he um You know, not good. He's he's survived all this long, even though that seems like really like, oh, my gosh, that's Mm -hmm. like one false meal and you you put yourself over the edge. So in in those cases where it's like very dire, um, then, you know, you might not have the liberty of picking the, you know, picking a path where you haven't failed before. If it's like there, he had to change his diet radically and and start to like think about an exercise program for himself um, because that was... (sighs) actually life or death
0: so you're taking like spirituality not so much in like the god realm but more on the purpose realm that's what i was hearing you saying that you know that if you're connected to uh, um, a larger purpose you know that that's the spiritual wellness piece
1: right and it, it it is not um okay so it could be for some people it could be connected to religion, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. And the World Health Organization has a really good definition for this. Or um, it's kind of seeing that it's it's like that non tangible element to our wellness, like this this connection to something bigger um, mm-hmm. than ourselves. So okay. it, it's open. Yeah, it's open to um, a lot of interpretation. I wouldn't frown on someone connecting, <laughs> connecting to purpose through religion. And that's probably why you, when you see studies that say, oh, you know, these people last longer or whatever, you know, live longer, last longer, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that's probably, that's probably
0: why. Well, and it was interesting to me that, that like you were just saying that, you know, it's, tied to longevity because you know i know people that as soon as they stop working and working was their kind of purpose i mean they just you know it, it's not very long after they retire it that they just keel over they just it's like that was that was it for them that was like you know they're all excited about retiring and you know doing stuff and then afterwards they're like well they just die and so it just um i saw that a lot with the you know, people that retired from the navy and people that were a little bit younger but they were so tied to you know their 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 job is their sense of you know larger purpose that they didn't mm-hmm. really have a um have a long lifespan afterwards
1: yeah and so that brings up another important concept is exploring your core values because that's where a lot of your sense of purpose comes out of and we have stuff on this online, but you could just Google, <laughs> Google a quiz on it and, and get a sense of what your core values are, because then, then that is, is something that will help you deepen your sense of purpose, but also even doing affirmations of your values in studies. They show like people that woke up every day and kind of reaffirmed their core values were better at coping with adversities and rejections and other people so there's, there's a health component to that as
0: well that's cool that is uh that's cool get out with the like purpose is one of those things or somebody hey what's your purpose it's sometimes you know kind of daunting like uh to live a decent life i mean you, you just sometimes <laughs> you you don't know how to you know answer that or you know you you think that you're on a path, you think that something, you know, this is your purpose. And I think sometimes people misconstrue, you know, purpose with maybe like a personal mission um, uh, that uh, their work, like I said, is like, their kind of like their purpose mm-hmm. and their mission and that uh, it's not tied to anything, uh, anything larger. So I, you know, I like that right. you made that um, differentiation. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's awesome. great when your work is where there is that overlap right so um you could have i'm I'm a project manager at an awesome digital marketing agency and i could see i could see where my core values and sense of purpose connect to being a project manager so a lot of it is like figuring that out and navigating that as well um not them saying you should have a job (laughs) that's ultimately not your your dream job. Right. And just, it has to be authentic. You know, it can't be you're tricking yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So, but that's another piece. Yeah.
0: So how does, you know, thinking about your overall wellness, I mean, how does like humor, laughter, play all kind of like fit into that?
1: So play um, is one of my favorites. And one of the things I love, it's called the playful ritual. And I always do a playful ritual challenge. And it's inspired by the Ellen show where she comes down the aisle every episode and she's dancing and she tosses up a mint in the air and she um, she tries to catch it. Right. And, and she said that that sets the tone for her whole show. Mm-hmm. And so that's something, again, like super easy, super accessible where, all right, I'm challenging you and I'm challenging your listeners to come up. With a playful ritual, like you could feel Ellen's, um, you could set your alarm clock to like a ridiculous song in the morning and dance to it, and just try that out uh, for for seven days <laughs> and, and see what happens. Because that, um, yeah, I think laughter and play, like you are, you're shifting right into positivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the shortcut in if you're if you're entering a stressful situation and and you distract yourself with something that's um, funny. Um, you're going to interrupt that process of that attentional narrowing that that happens when you're stressed. Mm-hmm. So it's all like it's all the best. It's all the best stuff. Um, and there's a lot of studies that are out there to like to to, to show that as well. So that's um, that's yeah. that's a
0: that's a cool strategy though. You think about like you know whether you know it's a song in the morning where it's going to like you know put you in a different uh, mindset. Um, I'll just think about. That of what I could add to my mornings to make it, um, you know, add that element of play to the mornings. Because mm-hmm. normally I just get up and um, make some coffee. That's that's <laughs> that's as playful as I am first thing. But I get before so, and then I go to the gym. So maybe like when I go to the gym, I could uh, do something a little bit different. So that would be it. I watch Netflix on the elliptical for about an hour you know when I'm on the elliptical. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. I think quite possibly, I could watch something probably a little funnier than the stuff that I watch because I tend to watch history and dramas. <laughs> so it's,
1: <laughs>
0: it's not yeah, tough. and
1: it's yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't have to be like a thirty-minute or hour commitment either. You could just maybe like tell a stranger a pun in the elevator on your way up to the gym or however you get there or something. You know, yeah. I I, I think. Um, We ran this workshop one time in the summer and and someone was like, I'm going to play a Christmas song every day, or I'm going to dance with my cat or, you know, Mm -hmm. like some, like, I think the sillier the better. Um, For some reason I got into doing squats to Justin Bieber's song. Despacito as my
0: (laughs) staple ritual that's hilarious that's funny because it would be fun just like you know to in the middle of your day burst into song you know because i think Mm -hmm. all all of life should be like a musical i was just sharing that with a guest uh yesterday you know where you just all of a sudden burst into song that would be awesome now so Uh, i'm really looking (laughs) forward to you know um Uh, seeing you at the conference in April and, you know, hearing your, um, you know, uh, sitting, you know, through your, your class, you know, any kind of teasers you want to give on what people can expect from you?
1: Sure. Um, I'm doing a presentation or a workshop on escaping ever stressed mode. And I have, um, it's going to be an, you're going to be working on an escape plan to escape ever stressed mode. And we do, um, adjust the adjustable, brace for the braceable, change your brain and mind, and then de-stress, which would be in the moment or after. And then we're going to do emotional accountability. But I'm layering in a lot of positive psychology interventions and, and more funny tools. So um, as we go through each of those, like A, B, C, D, E, we'll, we'll have different tools, and then the participants could pick out ones for themselves and have a little plan and we'll have like a wallet sized version too so it'll be like a little work workbook you know print out handout and I want to we'll see if this is feasible but put like those giant sticky notes around the room and let people kind of actively work on it but then also have a one page sheet that could be like a cheat sheet for your wallet.
0: Awesome. I like, I like, I like sitting through uh, classes, one that are experiential where I'm actually doing something. I'm not just listening to somebody mm-hmm. talk, but two gives me things that I could like take with me and use right away. So I like that, that I'm going to, you know, walk out with like a little wallet card and stuff that I can use. That's pretty awesome. Pretty, cool. pretty awesome. Well, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Um, uh, if after today people want to connect with you, where do you want them to go?
1: Good. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I brought a fan club with me. Um, I, I, well, LinkedIn is great. Um, Jessica Jake, J-E-S-S-I-K-A, Jake. I, I have, um, wristroller.com with an R, R-I-S-T, R-O-L-L-E-R. Eminent Wellness is our is our wellness site, and that's E-M-A-N-A-N-T Wellness. So all A's. And we also, um, I'm going to start a blog. Uh, Not a blog, a podcast soon. Oh, awesome! Better, better, and betterer. So um, that's up there. And if anyone is wants to talk about like these kind of little things that can make your life better and that people could adopt and try out, um, you know, I'm looking for people to actually talk to too. So um, that's betterandbetterer.com, and that I like
0: that. I like that. Yeah, better and betterer. I like that. That's That's, uh, thank you. Fun, fun to even think about. So, I've added a new thing to the end of the podcast where I ask my guests if they want to, if they have a favorite joke they want to share. So, I'm going to ask you, hey, Jessica, you got a favorite joke you want to share?
1: I got a new one that is making me chuckle. Um, so, I was walking home from work the other day and this guy on the street threw eggs at me. And then he threw butter sticks at me. And then he threw a carton of milk at me. I mean, how dare you?
0: <laughs> okay. That took me just a second, but that, okay. That was good. That was good. I like that. Thanks. Well, <laughs> thanks. So, thanks so much for spending time with me today. I had, a, I, I really enjoyed our conversation. I got a lot from it. Some stuff that I can use right now before I even, you know, sit through your um, uh, class uh, at the conference. So thank you so much for making the time.
1: Thank you so much. It's been fun. It's been great chatting with you.
0: So what do you say? You ready to get your wellness jam on? Woo! I know I am. Great conversation with Jessica. Super smart. has her uh, has her wellness stuff? Uh, well, well, it's a grooving. So go to her website, check her out, and make sure you come to the conference so you can meet her in person and get even more information on how to be more well, how to be weller. Um, Yeah, the conference, it's coming up April 7th through the 9th in Chicago. Don't miss the early bird, get signed up. Until next time, this is Chip Lutz, signing out. This is LaughBox, the podcast for laughter and humor professionals. LaughBox is made possible by a grant from the National Speakers Foundation and is brought to you by AATH, the Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor. Find out more at aath.org. Be sure to review LaughBox on iTunes for show notes and more information about today's conversation. Visit laughbox.aath.org.